G'day everyone, welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. I'm Mark from the YouTube channel, Mark and Cars. And I'm your co-host, Ajmal, from the YouTube channel, Flat Cap Driver. Each week, we'll be talking about our world, our favourite thing, Porsche cars and lifestyle. We will try to get the occasional guests in to try and give this show some Porsche credibility. So strap in, enjoy the show, and if you've got any thoughts, inspiration, anything at all, send it through to us, and thank you for listening. Am I allowed to talk about my aches and pains after playing football yesterday? Keep for sure. <laughs> Hello! Good, how are you? I hated that you're a satin blazing sunshine. It's... <laughs> it's very Instagram. G'day, Lara. I'm Mark. How are you? Well, I just today have set up this stuff. I was previously because <laughs> I was always doing it off my phone, and then I would move and I'd plang the cable and it go flying. I've got a lamp up there, so this is this is about high tech as I get. I know a computer. I got myself a laptop. Only bought that yesterday. I do. Ring light. I do. Okay. And it's I don't know if people need here. to see anybody. <laughs> it's great to have you on. Thank you for agreeing to come on. And and we're across three continents, time zones, and what. <laughs> yes, because Mark is coming to us from the future. I am. It, it's actually... I am Australia. Yeah, it's in Perth. It's tomorrow there. <laughs> For us, it's tomorrow. That's... It's... Here in Australia? Oh. Well, in the yeah, future, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> We're actually, you know, as a... We've been closed would be the best way to describe it. Closed for business in Western Australia. Western Australia is very much its own entity compared to the East Coast of Australia. If, have you been to Australia before, Lara? Yeah. Great way to describe it. years ago i thought the same thing i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll let hang on my wife's just making me breakfast okay <laughs> so, no not really that's how the years ago it was now the um <laughs> the yeah. tell Take us on, about your story lara what's you know we've done a little bit of research obviously like we do with any guest that comes on
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That was going to be my question, actually. Before we, that was going to be my question to you. Do you wrench? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Great life, great life lesson. I'll never trust anyone ever again because of my $3 clutch cable part. Sure. <laughs> we get we get that kind of thing over here and it's it's actually quite scary how in this day and age it's still the experience of most women going is it to still car. a thing it is, is do you it think it's still a thing Lara? oh i thought that Well, yeah, or an inheritee, regardless of uh, of uh, sex. Let's face it.
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. To that to that end, look, I didn't really want to talk too much about the girl part of that Porsche girl. You know, the fact that, you know, that because you're a woman, um, you have a different, um, I guess, uh, people look at you differently. I'm more interested in the that Porsche part for you, where your enthusiasm for the brand, that type of thing. And look, other than the fact that yourself and a few trailblazing women highlight the, you know, the Porsche ownership experience from a female's point of view, which that is interesting. The fact that it has to, you know, that it, it, that itself is a thing is a, you know, really a bit of a, a failure of society to a degree where we are in 2022, let's face it. But as a father of a daughter, as is Hajmal, the, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, even a little bit exciting for us knowing that, it will be less of a thing in the future. Hence my interest in you mentioning or me asking you, is that still a thing? You know, with a woman, you know, walking in ditzy, what's my car isn't working type thing and a mechanic going, well, let me fix it up for you, sweetheart. You know, it'll only be $400. The fact that that even happens still in this day and age with the market, the way it is. And I'm baffled, you know, that that, that, that actually is still a thing. I thought that would have been something that finished 10, 15, 20 years ago, but clearly not from... Yeah, you know. I'll, actually, I've, I've got a bit of a confession, uh, Lara, because I wanted, really wanted to get you on, mostly because of the fact that I'm a father to two daughters and their future is going to have things like social media in from the word dot. And they're going to have to deal with these things. And some of the experiences that you've had, because you've put a lot of stuff out there on social media, but yours... Is more of your interest driven so you know on the account that is that Porsche girl you put a lot of stuff on it's not really about you it's about your passion for Porsche and uh, I especially love all the, the 911 specific stuff that you put on there but I sometimes look at the comments that you, those posts generate and admittedly a lot of them are positive and even some of the ones that are positive and it might be oh it's a it's a girl or it's a woman posting this stuff and driving a 911 to me that's almost unconscious bias whereas you know where we're so evolved we, we like to think that we are that you'd think that's not coming into it but it does and I see some of my other friends who post things and, and they look at, and especially when you've posted things where there's a photo of you within the the post and I look at the comments and I and because to me it's always about the state of the world and do you find that there, there is always some undertone or something always comes up that you just think we haven't evolved that much?
<laughs> well, this kind of takes us takes us nicely into the whole precision driving thing. Uh, and I know you've talked a lot about this and a lot of people, for anybody who doesn't know who you are, who's listening right now, you've probably been living in a cave. Um, it's, <laughs> but the precision driving thing, it's everybody seems to think it borders on to, um, onto stunt driving, but it's more of a, you're there to demonstrate the actor in their role being a confident driver more than anything. I guess is that would that be right? Did you say GT4 then, Laura? Did you say GT4? Okay, ah. sure. But, but both cars have got lovely clutches, by the way. The, uh, yeah, they're very nice. The balance is perfect for the thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. So, so talk about driving stick. Now, you've got a 1969 911T, a gorgeous 911T. And the thing in uh, the US is everyone customizes their car slightly. So yours is dechromed, for example. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's he's at a, a whole different level when it comes to customizing Porsches, you know, particularly three fifty sixes. The um that original color, that um gray green color, is that that um fish gray or something that they call that color? Do you recall from that three fifty six? Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so more like an acrylic finish type thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah PTS Lara. <laughs> no, I love, I, love, I love it. And it's it's kind of very much associated with you, that look of the car, the stance, the the, the color combination with the with the black accents. Um because I've got an old 1966 912. 
and it's not in fact it's slightly terrifying to drive because obviously it's over in the UK it's left-hand drive there's no seat belts it's got the dog leg first and I live in sort of slightly rural so you can't overtake buses or cyclists or anything because you can't see because you're on the wrong side of the car and but the fact is it's people forget that it's not about like you say it's not about driving fast it's about the noise the 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 chaos the the danger element I don't know it's it's something and it's some personality that the car has and you drive it and you think that's a personality that I want to experience all the time and I, I kind of I kind of get that and, I, and which is why I think when when it comes to your you doing your precision driving and if you drive around every day in a 911T and that's your daily driver with the the way the steering is the way the gears are the clutch the pedals the pedals coming out the floor all of that stuff anything else is kind of it's always going to be kind of easier, isn't it? when you're and and on and on the public roads it's because certainly over here you just couldn't do it. There's no room for error. If you clipped a curb, if you went near uh, one of the white lines and it was it was raining, that's it. You've you've you're going backwards through a hedge or or hitting a hitting a wall. And you know, I've my day to day driver is a 1998 996, and it's it's like super crusty and you know I bought it as the cheapest one in the UK and I use it every day and it's disgusting. But everywhere I go, van drivers won the race. And yep. all I can think is, I am not going to get myself killed on the road racing a van because <laughs> they want to overtake you, they want to slow you down, they want to do all this stuff. And you just most of the time, it's like I've got my three-year-old daughter in the car with me. Get lost. No, I agree completely, completely, because the Porsche thing, I mean, think about the newer Porsches, they're like for 500 brake horsepower, I think the GT3 is, and they could go way beyond that. Porsche as a brand could go, by the way, you're in a safe space, you're allowed to say Porsche, and not Porsche. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but one of those things is that you know there's a there's a customer experience that Porsche 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 uh, sell, and they don't sell. We're going to sell you the fastest car, the best handling car. They're going to sell you an experience, and that's the thing that we all buy into because because you've been in the Porsche community for a long time, and I I got to confess I did watch on youtube your appearance on the podcast the late night playset from about a year ago um and you talked about those things the culture the personality and things like that and for me i've only been in the porsche community for probably about three years when i went out on a whim and bought this 911 this 996 um but in that time i've got to know lots and lots of people and and there is a community factor about it obviously you get you know you get the dickheads in any community uh, but 99% of the people that I meet, they've been amazing. They've been very inclusive, uh, but it's just the people on the periphery. It's like my wife has now, because we sold our day-to-day -day car and she now has to drive that 996 and she hates it. <laughs> so she, she, and, and she sends me text messages. So before I'd, I'd be, okay, I'm a little bit worried. She's gone out somewhere and it's a car that she just doesn't like. And she'll get to work and she'll send me a text saying, I made it to work okay, full stop, L skip line, and then I'll say, your car is shit. <laughs> that's, that's what she'll say. <clears throat> and it's just because she just goes, I just don't get why you have it. It's disgusting. It's the gears are hard. The clutch is hard. Whereas she looks at the 912 and all of that stuff is much harder on that one. She just looks at it and she goes, I get that. I get why you have that. Because just look at it.
Ooh. <laughs> wow. No, I get, I get that because a lot of the cars that get, I was, I was just talking to somebody yesterday about if you, if you watch these car television programs, a lot of them like Top Gear or whatever it might be, and they show, well, there's an SUV, there's a series of SUVs that are being launched and let's go and test them on the track. I'm like, but nobody uses an SUV on the track. The last place anyone's about? ever going to drive an SUV. Exactly. And, and I'm not. I know you've got a McCann, but I, I'm not an SUV fan. I'm, I'm kind of against them. Um, but I, you know, I use my 996 every day. I've got two small children. My daughters are seven and three, and they go in the back. Uh, it's a bit awkward because my seven-year-old sat behind me, and I still have to move my seat. I'm, I'm kind of six-one, so it's a bit of a squeeze. But, yeah, but, but, but my wife used to her day-to-day -day, uh, daily was a Golf R. Um, so you know. Not 16 under five seconds, super practical, safe, all of those things. And, you know, she used to drive it and use that performance. Um, and then when we went out before, and before we sold that about a month ago, she would not go in the 996. She just went, no, I'm not interested. Never drove it. I've, I've had it nearly three years. But then suddenly it was our day-to-day -day car. And we went on a country lane, like absolutely floored it to some twisties. And she said, but why? Why do you have this car? My golf is safer. It's faster. It's more practical. And I went, but it's for the opposite reason. It's for the fact it's for the noise, the smell, the slight feeling of you're not totally in control. Uh, and I, went, I have it for all of those things. And I'm very lucky that it has traction control. So it helps me out, you know, when I run out of skill, uh, which is very quick. But at the same time, it, that's why you have it for that kind of danger factor and she drove it once through those country lanes and she went yeah i kind of get it because it's quite intoxicating you can put your foot down yeah. but, but it isn't it is about the experience it's not about 
you know, how fast you're going. It's about how you're going. Isn't that what Porsche said? It's not how you get, it's not how fast you get there, it's how you get there. Is it something like that? That's one of the sayings that we have. I'd like um, to just backpedal a bit. Oh, sorry, Ajmal. If I can just backpedal a bit on your point you brought up about the car interior and how it suits the consumer and the shortcomings relevant to being a mum, okay? I'm always baffled when I get in my wife's car that there just isn't anywhere to put a handbag if she's got a passenger. Right. And yeah, but why should there be? Sure. doesn't suit the wife. Well, the, the two, my two pet hates of those types of cars are, firstly, centre consoles, you know, that you lift the lid on and you put stuff in. Really? When's the last time someone lifted a lid on a centre console? The stuff in there was put in there three years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a thing that people use in cars. People talk about, oh, it's got storage. People don't use that. Let me... Well, that should just be a big buckety type thing that someone, a woman can just drop their handbag in and it just that's where it is for them and it's the perfect place for it. And the other thing, sorry, go on. Some, yeah, that they can put on take off. And yeah, Porsche, make it, please. The other thing is, you know, in um, relatively modern sports style cars with, I won't say sport bucket seats, but that type of, a sporty seat that has a lot of um, leg bolstering on it and getting in and out of them, it's a challenge, right? You know, we got to get over it and you know that you're wearing down that every time you get in and out. You see it in, you know, cars that are five or six years old and you get in other cars like the SL you mentioned before, even Panamera is when you turn the car off, how the seat drops all the way down and slides all the way back for you. And then when you get in, it goes back to where it's supposed to be. Why don't they just electrically drop the door side bolster of the seat so you can just slide into it and then when you start the car up it goes back up again they're doing all this other stuff electrically in the car but it'd just be the easiest solution in the world to get in and out of your car wouldn't it <laughs> yep
as do we here in Perth. We've got a similar sort of thing. You know, we, we are, the public transport system is less existent here than it is in um, LA. You know, that's how bad it is here. Sure. Uh, that that convert the convertible thing that doesn't work here in Perth because because of our temperature you, your head would set on fire if you you know didn't have you had the because right look right now what's the time it's ten past five in the morning here okay and it's oh, hang on let me check in Fahrenheit so you'll understand oh, it's it's about eighty five degrees Fahrenheit here at the moment you know so it's We've got about eight days in a row that's going to be over 40 degrees Celsius. So what's that, 107, 108 or something? We've got like, yeah, eight days in a row we're going to have that. So it's, you just cannot, you just, you can't even go outside without getting sunburned. You know what I mean? It's, and there's also something about, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's convertibles. The only people, only people own convertibles over here drive them at night. See, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I say, it's weld up the doors. Let's get in Dukes of Hazard style. Climb through the window. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Roll cage. That works. Yeah, you love all that sporty stuff. Yes, yes, the door, yes. The door's going in. Yes. That is that is the way to go. I, I was thinking, you know, um, I know we're supposed to be talking about Porsches, but um, you know, the like the DeLorean and the Goldwing Mercedes. Um, yeah, the, the doors coming up, and and also the the new, well, newish now, uh, GT40. No, the Ford GT. Sorry, not the GT40. The GT. And, With the butterfly style doors. And, yeah, and the way the doors open, because they've got that big thing cut out in the roof of the car, you have to open them really wide, so you can't park anywhere where you're parked near something, and everything is getting bigger and bigger. And obviously, over in the UK, the roads are small. I mean, my, my, my brother lives over in Australia and every time he comes over, because the roads are so small and you're going past each other really fast. So if I'm doing 60 miles an hour and that's the speed limit, he's always holding onto his seat saying, why are you going so fast? It's not, it's not fast. It's just that we're all really close together. And when you go to a car park, <laughs> but when you go to a, a car park, you know, there's, there's new SUVs, there might be a Ford Ranger or something parked there. And I'm in my Porsche 912 sat, you know, right down. And you're looking up and you just think, can that person even see that I exist when I'm here? Or are they just going to turn around and drive over me? <laughs> exactly. Maybe you need to be more empathetic of how, you, you know, cyclists now Ajmal out on the road, who I know you dislike immensely. Maybe you should, you're, you're no different to them, to those Ford Ranger drivers. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> oh.
I come from are they called mammals? Are, are they called mammals over there? Because they're called mammals over here. Yeah. Or even worse, the coast. Yeah. Or even worse, the view on PCH. You know, they're not watching where they're going. The coastal roads here are the worst roads you could ride a bike on. I come from a cycling background, so I understand exactly what you're talking about. And you know that slap on the ass? I, I copped one, oh, I'd be probably 12, 15 years ago from a group of young girls um, in a convertible as they came past. One slapped me on the, on the um, ass as they went past and it hit me that hard. Poof knocked straight off the bike, off the road, cartwheeled down the embankment type thing just because they thought they'd been funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have hurt the hand though. <laughs> no, I totally get that because um, my wife and I, we were married in Italy um, 10, well, 10 a bit years ago now. And when we were there, we were there for about two months uh, just driving around. And uh, it was in North Italy. And, they were, you know, you get these hilltop towns where they're, you know, thousands of years old. And you've got these little roads that you, there's, there's people driving all around. And a lot of them are in Fiat Pandas. They're in Fiat 500s, tiny cars. And we were in a higher car. And we're following that, like you following the directions, you know, when you're going down a narrow road and you're just thinking, am I going to get wedged between two buildings? Because it's getting narrower and narrower and narrower. And then you always go with, you take half on the fact, no, there's a local behind me in a modern car. Surely they know, they must know that it's going to get through. And then the next minute you're opening the windows, you're folding the mirrors in and you make it through and you just think this, this is how people drive. And all the cars have marks and dings and whatever in them. And it's, it's, it's such a different way of living, driving, consuming cars when you're, when you're not in a city. Everyone likes to keep everything pristine in a city. It's, it's very different. Um, and I, you said about Vale, is that Colorado? Okay, so, so over there, it's kind of, yeah, you know, everything's big, isn't it? But, but like Australia, the roads are wide. Um, and they've been built for those big cars because since the 50s, you know, cars have been huge in the US. But in sort of these thousands of years old towns and, I, you know, I live I live in a 270 year old house and I because people were shorter then I bash my head on every doorframe that I go through. <laughs> so, so, so it's I, I can understand that anxiety. But at the same time, you know, I've not been to Australia. I've been to New York once. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if I, if I went somewhere, I hate flying, but if I went to the US, I'd have to get a big 
American car and drive across the country. I had to do that my last trip. I had to do that. I had to do the whole big American car thing. I, I got a, I think we rented a Toyota Tundra and like, I'm a, I'm a little guy and my wife is a little lady and we could sort of like reach across and hardly touch, you know, we're sitting across the passenger. <laughs> and the, and the infotainment screen was massive. It was like a TV, you know. <laughs> well, you saying that about being given that car um so you're a porsche ambassador what does that what does that what does that mean and how did it come about Cool. Yeah, because there's a lot on social media, there's a lot of, I, I guess, you know, the algorithm presents me with stuff that's Porsche because I follow people who are into Porsche and I like photos that are Porsche related. But I'm always reluctant to hit like on when I see a car and I really like it. I'm reluctant to hit like when there's a half naked woman on it. Just because, because of what it, it feeds me, you after hang that on, I, I don't want to promote that. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, I was just saying just because of what it feeds through to you after that point as well, what the your algorithm sends through on your feed, that's, you know... Even like you, yeah. I agree with you, Ashmal. There's some amazing motor cars out there that are spoiled by the word you use, Lara, the accessory that's been draped over the front of it, and that and, it, and that's not um that's not a um you know a, a a good polish job. The accessory I'm talking about, it's actually a lady. It should be wearing more clothes. 
Wow. Is it? How can you not have? Uh, like I love three twenty eights, by the way, right? Those for that era Ferrari, I really like it. But I would have to have a fake Magnum PI mustache to wear every time I drove it, and that'd have even more value as a blonde lady wearing a fake Magnum PI mustache every time she drove it, and who'd take the focus off it? You know what I mean? It'd just be a hoot. It is, it is. But you know that was that style of car I'm talking about. You know. <laughs> but you're just saying about the whole perception of a young one woman driving a, a, a supercar. And I think even um, in the UK, there's a thing that we talk about and in the workplace, uh, you know, the whole thing about uh, gender equality, pay equality. And there's a term that's been going around. It's called unconscious bias. And I think it's prevalent everywhere, <clears throat> but it's sometimes where something is done and you don't know you're doing it you don't think it's a bad thing but it's happening and it's things that we talk about in data data bias in data and you know when algorithms get written and they're written by some nerdy bloke uh, who sat in a in a dark room and he's writing something and, and it sounds like unconscious example. bias unnerdy bloke yes <laughs> but one of the one of the things that um it's like amazon were the first company we've got a slightly off topic here but um were, were the first company to use just uh, artificial intelligence to hire people and they just went right we're going to feed the cv through this uh, algorithm and it'll spew out whether we should hire this person or not and it got to a point where they realized hang on we're only hiring men and it was because historically the data they were using they had only hired men in those roles and so bad data in bad data out so it was you know they fed in all the history of all the bias and obviously the artificial intelligence was going to apply that bias and it's that kind of thing that I, I have a big interest in it, again, because I've got two daughters and I think about the future. And when you're at work and someone tries to, you know, you go, someone tells you, oh, we've got senior women in senior positions and it's always marketing and it's always HR or something like that. And you go, no, I want, you know, a woman in charge of the technology sector. I want a woman in charge of sales. I want, you know, you and you want it to make a difference in how we think. It's not about a woman behaving like a man. You have to behave like a woman and be successful in that role. And that's what diversity is. Um, so that for me, that was a big driver in getting you on. Uh, but one of the things that you've kind of distracted me with is that Lee's works on comic books. And I did not know, I did not know that. I am a com I, I know I'm I'm consciously a comic book nerd. <laughs> what kind of comic books does he work on? Well, I, 
Well, as a, as a kid, I read a lot of Marvel comics and maybe a few DC ones. So they were mostly, you know, uh, uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, those kind of things that I, I read as a kid. And uh, I've, I've still got about, I'm going to sound like a superhero. Mark, I haven't told you this before, but I've still got about a thousand of them. <laughs> and they're hidden away in the house somewhere. <laughs> Just don't tell your wife. She knows. So we. Oh, wow. So he'll, he'll, does he know Todd McFarlane? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice you haven't got a wiki page. You don't, you don't. I, well, I, I could if I could work out how to do it. Uh, <laughs> but when you, but so when you got to, when you guys got together, did he know about your Miss Cinderella City title? <laughs> How much research have you done? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was listening to that uh, podcast and you were talking about moving to New York City, and I mean, that's a big thing because you're young then. And yeah. obviously, I'm not saying you're old now. You're still young. No. And, and when you moved, obviously moving to such a big city without, you know, financial help, without a network of people when you get there is, is a really big deal. And for some reason, it made me think of, you know, the movie Coyote Ugly. <laughs> and I've not seen that movie. I've just seen the trailer for it. And I think it's, it's a girl who's introverted, anxiety, and she goes and works in a bar where you have to dance on the bar. I think surely there must have been another job she could have got. It's <laughs> that, that exactly. 
痛。Oh no！ 来 benchmark。So if, you're, right so if you're, I don't know, 18-year-old child, 20-year-old child says, I'm going to go and make it in New York, would you say, yes, go for it? Or would you say, hang on?
Yep. No, that that's a really good way, a, a good outlook on life. And and one of the things that you just said resonated with me really strongly because I'm from a really religious background. So I grew up in a very religious household and it's very uh, suffocating because it's don't take a risk. Don't go, don't go into the unknown. Whereas as a, as, as a young person, you're always looking for the unknown. You're looking to strike out and grow and expand. Whereas the, that environment of being, I don't know why it's more culture than religion, I guess, but it's quite restrictive. And I, I remember it wasn't until I left home and I moved to a different city that you could, I felt like I could grow as a person because I wasn't. Yeah. It's just because you didn't read the right book. You, See, I, I was sorry. Go on, Ashmel. So I was just going to say when you when I moved to you know a big city and I moved on my own. I didn't know anybody, and uh, I started to make new friends. And there were things that I I did that not not that I'm not proud of that I should have thought more about. I used to leap in with whatever happened. Uh, you know, I'd be out with with a bunch of friends and I'd meet somebody and they'd say, "Oh, we're going to this event." who I don't know in a suburb that I don't know. And the worst thing I ever did was that made me stop and think and wind it all back was someone invited me to a hot tub bar to get somebody's house. And I was in a bar and I just said, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and and, and it was, it's one of those things that you get there. And that was one of the, the, the big things where I thought, what am I doing? What am I doing here? <laughs> and then that's when you wind it back because you're just really naive and you accept whatever someone's telling you. No. No, don't get me wrong, I didn't quite like it, but <laughs> but, it, but it was one of those things where you go, it's too far.
Well, cheers in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers was, was a big deal when I was growing up. I, you know, we used to watch it religiously. And you were born in Seattle, weren't you? So you, you mentioned Kelsey Grammer, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so Frasier's, now Frasier, the TV show is set in Seattle, isn't it? Um, and so how long did you live? So you're born in Seattle. Did you grow up there or did you move to, was it? Orange County, wasn't it, after? Oh, cool. So you, you've moved to a lot of places even before you were an adult. Oh, that's, uh, and there's a, there's a thing, I'm sorry, Mark, I've kind of taken over a bit, sorry. There's uh, just one question I want. There was, um, you said about coming to Europe, and uh, I, th I think I did see a post from you that said you wanted some ideas of places, car shows and places to go. And, and I remember thinking, I can't say anything in the UK because she's likely to end up in a boggy, wet field on a cold day in the middle of summer over here, because that's what happens. You know, everyone's got big plans. Everyone's... <laughs> So come to Goodwood, because that's not far from me. Um, that's all of them over here. Wellington. Yes.
I did not know that.
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then I'm just saying about um, cyclists earlier, you know, I said they're called mammals over here. It's, yeah, middle-aged yeah, middle men in the Lycra. It's just an acronym for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's for us over here, it's um, so I like nothing more than going out for brunch. I love brunch. So I'll head out in the morning with my wife, my children, and we'll rock up to a couple of local places. And they're all, you know, villagey, hilltop kind of places. And you turn up and there's just cycles and cycles outside. And if you manage to get a table, you see them walk in, you know, <laughs> out of shape men. <laughs> exactly, the, the cycling boots on, out of shape men in these. And sometimes you look and you go, ah, oh, my eyes. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I'm... We should we should say we should say you know for anybody listening from Porsche or anywhere that we're available if they want if they want to sponsor us you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I, I definitely am and I and I, I wish I was more over because it's so cold and I want to put a blanket over my shoulders but I'd look like you know a nineteen year old man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask Laura quickly. The, the, there's one thing that you put on, you know, when you were talking about your friend, Sasha, and you put that post today uh, and you said you were in need of inspiration. Um, and over here, January is kind of one of those months where it's dark, it's cold and things like that. And sometimes, you know, I just wake up in the morning and I feel a bit flat. And you get inspiration from looking forward to something like this, or you're doing something, you know, doing something out of the ordinary, and you're a little bit excited about it. But some days, it's a bit of drudgery, day after day. Um, now, my, my perception is that in California, you don't get that, because you wake up every day, and there's birds singing, and it's sunny. sunny. And, and, and when you put that, and I just think, when, when you get that feeling, because I, I, there's, there's a, a lot of talk about mental health and things like that, and sometimes... I feel like I realized that my mental health is probably more fragile than I thought. What, what do you do? Is it is your thing to try and combat that or to be a bit more self-aware? Is it that you're surrounded by those people who recognize that and they can drag you out of your funk? Or is there something else that you look to to go, actually, I need, I need to change the scenery? Mm-hmm. 
Oh God. Yay, congratulations. Yep. 
But no, that, that's one of the things that, because um, I, I don't do that a lot of the, because there's some people who do things to get the likes or they they selling a kind of lifestyle and, you know, and especially the ones that turn around and they go, actually, I'm going to crumb wrap a Lamborghini and there's going to be flumps coming out the exhaust and I'm going to, you know, have a, a really fancy watch and all of that kind of stuff. And it, it kind of, it hits an algorithm and it hits a certain demographic and then they grow. Um, I've not, I've not, found that about the people that I follow and, and I include you in that and the fact that when um, I send some quip back you always respond um, and it's always a and it's always kind of a happy response it's always a, and it's always even if it's something that you know there might be like you say someone might have sent you something that's not particularly nice you kind of gloss over it really quickly and I, and I like that it's very positive and it's a, it's kind of a it spreads the positivity and I really like that um which is why you come across that way and I think it's genuine Hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're all
Yeah, I, I get that completely because, yeah, like you say, we're all allowed our opinions and that's what makes everything interesting. If you all agreed on everything, it'd be really boring. Um, but, but as long as you know you respect other people's point of view, that's brilliant. Laura, can I take a pic can I take a picture of my screen with you on it so I can Instagram it and say this is coming up? Yes. <laughs> 